All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Emily Knife with the Modern Nurse Podcast, and I have Betsy Thompson on here today. She is an immersive meditation guide and growth coach. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Good to be here. Yay, we're so excited to have you. So as with all our podcasts, we'll go ahead and just start with a basic meditative practice, and then we'll get more into Betsy's story and how she is changing the world of nursing. So go ahead and find your seat wherever you are. If you're in your car, please don't close your eyes. Maybe just feel your hands on the steering wheel and your seat in your seat. Take a moment here to just recognize your breath. Become aware of how you're breathing. Notice the emotion maybe that's filled with the breath that you're breathing. Maybe you can put a name to it. Or maybe you can feel the sensations such as how fast or slow your heart rate is. how fast or slow your breath is. Taking a moment to become aware of the tension within the body. And as you breathe, every exhale, allowing that tension to slowly dissipate and release. Maybe dropping those shoulders down and away from the ears. Bring a smile to the face, soften the hands. And we come back to your breath. When you're ready, taking a nice deep breath in as you smile, inhale deeply. And as you exhale, allow the energy of joy to wash over you. And just noticing where there's space within the body here for just a moment. And before you open your eyes, bring a smile to your face. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. And begin again. All right, let's open our eyes and maybe release the grip from the steering wheel. All right, Betsy. Tell us about your story. How did you get into starting Roman Roots? I want to hear about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, first of all, that meditation was awesome. Thank you, Emily, for that. It's, it's a great way to start any moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I um, got my bachelor's in nursing in 2007 from the Ohio State University. And I was really excited when an ICU reached out to me and wanted me to start directly in the ICU. I felt honored and I was just, you know, over the moon excited, of course, scared to death, but um, started my journey in nursing directly in the ICU, which is where I continued to grow and flourish. Um, and I pretty much have been an ICU nurse for the majority of the past 16 years of my career, uh, which is magnificent and um, you know, wonderful. And of course, I learned so much. I moved up and down and around in, in the IC world, both education and management and bedside and, you know, all the different positions. Um, but really, you know, it, it takes a toll, even when you do all the things right, it takes a toll on your body and your mind, your spirit. And so I found myself um, in 2000 and ooh, 
2019, I do believe it was just in that I had just moved into a management position and I was just, I was so burnt out. I thought that was the answer, moving positions. You know, I'd moved shifts, I'd moved places, um, but I thought maybe coming away from bedside would be the answer to just, I was just so stressed all the time, so tired, um, irritable, um, you know, all those signs that retrospectively I know are signs of burnout, but in the moment it was just, I was working too hard or I just needed a change or I needed to sleep better or more exercise more or eat better or, you know, take a vacation, take a break. Um, but really they were all signs of burnout. So I moved away from the bedside and nothing got better. Nothing got better. I, I put all these solutions in place and, and nothing got better. And so, um, about four months into that, that, uh, position and in a management, a low management, middle management kind of position, I stepped away from nursing altogether and um, really was lost uh, because that had been my identity my whole life. I'd always been a worker, a hard worker. And you know, us nurses, my golly, can we really just hit that grindstone and just work ourselves into the ground? So um, what followed was just this period of total, uh, you know, that breaking down period to be built back up. And it, it was a lot of soul searching, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of feeling lost and being lost just to come out the other end. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, I watched all my friends and my coworkers that I had former coworkers just really drowning, you know, and ICU was getting slammed with the, with the pandemic and it was, it was just ugly. And, uh, I felt really guilty for not contributing the skills that I knew I had. Oh, wow. And so I went back to work. I went back to work in a, a travel capacity because, uh, it felt a little safer, <laughs> you know, yeah. having contracts that started and ended. So, so, so if I didn't, if I wasn't quite ready yet, then, you know, at least there was an end in sight. Um, and I quickly learned that, uh, just not working for those nine months wasn't even the answer. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, I went right back into the same patterns that I had before, you know, with a little more awareness, but still, um, the same, the same self-talk, the same, the same core practices and principles and beliefs that I had before, which is what most nurses have of, um, I can do anything mm -hmm. despite what my body is telling me, you know, despite my physical, very real limitations, I can do anything. Um, if I work harder, it will all be okay. Um, you know, I can single-handedly save everybody, which we have, you know, we nurses generally feel compelled to help everyone, um, even at our own expense. And so, um, you know, I came to the middle of this contract and, I so desperately wanted to, to see it out, but there was, it was becoming harder and harder to walk in to the hospital. So I found myself with the total breakdowns in the car, in the parking lot, and just having um, that inability to put forth the care that I knew needed to be there to take care of my patients and their families, especially in this terrible, terrible, dark time. 
And uh, something pushed me into meditation, something just, maybe you should try this. I, I don't even remember where it came from, but I, uh, you know, just YouTubed a three minute meditation um, in the car before walking in and over the course of about two weeks. So we're not talking very much. It was like three minutes, three times a week over the course of about two weeks. I had a coworker say, I'm going to come over here and chart by you. Cause I need some of your chill vibes. Wow. And that stopped, stopped me in my tracks. It stopped me in my tracks because nobody had ever referred to me at work as the chill one ever. (laughs) (laughs) I could get stuff done. I could, you know, I could run circles around people. I could do all the things, but chill was not the adjective (laughs) ever. Um, So it just, there was something to it. And so I was like, okay, okay, I could use some more of that. So that started me down this different road um, of looking at wellness as a necessity, really. If I wanted to keep being a nurse and live, because <laughs> yeah, Lord yeah. knows stress kills us fast, um, I something had to give and, and that was what was working. And so I really, really dove deep into meditation as a, as a personal practice. Um, and that was in the fall, uh, of I don't, I think maybe 2020, I'm not sure. And, uh, I just really dove into that. And after some time realized that, um, you know, helping other people find that meditative practice satisfied that need in me uh, to help people, which is why I became a nurse. And so I really just turned, turned down that, you know, came to that fork in the road and really turned down that other path of exploring how I can um, use my nursing education and degree um, and come at healing and approach healing from a more holistic point of view. So that's really where I'm at now. That's how Roaming Roots really was born is um, how can I satisfy the contract I have with my soul to help other people heal and um, also heal and not harm myself. And and that was really the melting of it, this, um, you know, pursuing holistic nursing and meditation and guided meditation and uh, coaching, growth coaching. So, yeah. Wow. So inspiring, Betsy. It's so inspiring. It's it's so interesting how our life experiences push us into these different <laughs> capacities to serve others. And it's so I want to kind of go back to, you know, 16 years ago when you were a nursing student and hmm. like what what got you because the ICU is so fascinating and it's such a cool gig. And I personally never had the the guts to go into that you but I would take students in there through the other doors and just rope them around be like hey this is a cool area of nursing like you should check it out and they would just be like oh my god and I'm like I know right so what what was like was there a nurse was there somebody or what kind of got you into the ICU back back in the day so it's so funny because you know a lot of times we see things about ourselves only when looking retrospectively right And when I look back, it's really the thing that I've always craved connection. Um, I, I, I was at school and I was away from home. So I really, you know, besides being in the university, I didn't have connections outside of the university when I got my degree. 
So I did what was popular at the time and threw my resume out on one of the, um, the platforms, one of the job platforms and, um, and kind of put my feelers out that way. So I had a med surge position, uh, an offer, and I had an ICU offer and I decided to be responsible as responsible as, you know, a 21, 22 year old could be and decide I was going to go, um, I was going to go look at both units. I was going to go, I asked to be present in the unit for about an hour and have a tour of each. And I'm so thankful that I did. Um, so I went and I, I was on the med surge unit and, um, just in the course of being there for, I think I was there for like a half hour, it was chaotic and it was, um, loud and it was, it, it stirred up this feeling of me of, um, like I was out of control just being there for, for that period. And then when I went to the ICU for the same, you know, kind of walkthrough, the nurses that were working there were like a family. They were all connected and they were all just working like um, just in harmony. And so for me, and again, I, I didn't know this at the time. It's only looking back for me, it was the feelings in my body. It was very much the somatic experience when I was in the unit. So it had nothing to do with what type of nursing it was. It really didn't. It was, it was something beyond me, um, guiding me to be planted, uh, in a place that, that created those connections with, with humans, like, which is what I crave. And so, um, you know, I was never the one in school that was like, oh, I want to go in this field. I want to go in this. I knew I did not want to go into labor and delivery, but that's about all I knew. Right. <laughs> um, so, so that's really how I ended up in the ICU, which is, it, you know, it's just so, it, it felt so random at the time, but in looking back, it's really that I, I've always craved connection with humans, with people, with, you know, with other beings. So it was really that that drew me there. Wow. That's so fascinating that like early awareness so of those somatic symptomology, mm. right? Like kind of coming out or that intuitive feeling of like, my energy doesn't feel quite right here. And I think it's a really important um, kind of side note to make for even nursing students or nurses that are currently in the hospital setting mm. or facility setting, like to be aware of that energy, to be aware of what you're feeling inside, right? To yeah to kind of tap in and be like, do I need to, to tap out? Because yeah. I've been tapped in so far and I'm like, wow, I really need to tap out. Right. So it's, um, it's really cool that you notice that at med surge. Do you, do you think that's because it's kind of a higher turnover rate in med surge is kind of like a whirling, <clears throat> energy, you know, consistently moving through there. Do you think that's. Yeah. You know, e even um, recognizing it then and, and talking to the manager um, when I turned down that position, she asked me why. And I said, you know, it was this chaos. And she had said, oh, well, you know, 75% of our staff right now are under a year. They've, they've been nurses for less oh, wow. than a year. And so it really was, they were all learning and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting, you know, you say tapping into that intuition. I have that and I've always had that but what's interesting is if you if you look at the the 16 years that followed how easily it is to ignore that and stuff it down and mute it and decide not to listen to it because that's how I got to where I was is I stopped listening to that or I explained it away or you know my duty to to get the job done really took over from listening to myself and I think that's how nurses in general and nursing students get into trouble is typically nurses have incredible intuition, incredible intuition, yes. 
Yeah. That's we're we're that's just that's what drives us to to want to heal and help other people. We have this insane intuition that's just so connected, but we're so good at ignoring or stuffing it down or muting it or um, putting it on the back burner to take care of everybody else's needs. And so it's really, you know, about igniting and listening to that gut feeling, that intuition. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know I was just speaking to a nursing student and they were trying to figure out if they wanted to go straight into an MSN program or an NP program. And I was just like, I was like, hold on, let's just take a moment and tap with it. And, you know, because you know, they're getting all this push from the university, like, Hey, Mm. your time's running out. We need to enroll you. Let's go. Let's go. And it's like, (sighs) Holy crap. Like cool off for a minute. Like maybe go out for six months to a year. You can Mm -hmm. always get more schooling, but at least know your playing field first, (laughs) you know, it's like, so that's been something that's been kind of coming up more and more is these push for nurses to go straight into some of these master's programs. Um, what's kind of your take on that? Or what would you suggest? Because, you know, I, I think a lot of these nurses, they, they want to go into the ICU, they want to go into some of these other units. um, But they also like want to go straight into being an MP. So coming from an experience where you have so much experience of, you know, 15, 16 years in an ICU, what would be, I guess, your gift of wisdom to nursing students if, you know, if they're thinking about going straight into an NP program. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like you want to be politically correct here. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, You know, there's something that experience just gives you that you can't read it. You can't, you can't get it from somebody else. You just have to live it. And, um, you know, the rest of the world is in a rush. They're in a rush because they have motives. These people have motives and quotas and, you know, they've got numbers they've got to meet. So of course they want everyone to rush right in to go straight in before you know that it's not what you want to do. And make sure that it's, it's a, you know, it's not a logical decision to stop. Um, but the experience that you gain from the bedside it, or whatever realm in nursing that you want to do um, or you're in, you know, that experience is beyond measurable. And, and it's um, if you can find presence in whatever modality that you're in um, and just really immerse in it, your, your body, your intuition will tell you which direction to move next. It might not be permanent. It might not be where you're supposed to end up, but it will guide you if you're listening. And I think it's so funny that you mentioned that because, so I have my master's as well. And, um, I, I tried really hard to come at it from a place of logic and head knowledge. When I looked, um, the, my employer at the time, they did a reimbursement. And so I really had to pay very minimum if I was working full-time, which I was, and so when I, I knew I didn't want to be a nurse practitioner, that that was never something I wanted to pursue. So when I was looking at master's programs, it was uh, nursing leadership or nursing education. Mm-hmm. And I really tried to be logic left brain at this decision. And I went to my mentors, um, which was, you know, my boss at the time. And, and she helped me logically decipher this decision. And for me, it came down to, um, you know, she said, she helped me see that 
if I did nursing leadership, I could go back and get a certificate in nursing education. But if I did nursing education, I couldn't go back and get like a short certificate for leadership. And so logically, I went into nursing leadership. Right. Well, I learned very quickly that that wasn't the place for me after I had this degree and I only lasted four months in the leadership position. So, you know, sometimes logic isn't our best friend, you know, and, and if I would have listened to my heart, education and helping people in that form was always a passion. I loved, loved, loved um, precepting new nurses on the unit. And I loved taking students along. And I loved, I didn't even matter if you were the unit clerk or a, a patient care technician. I, come on, I'll show you. I just, <laughs> yes. So, you know, that experience, you really have to listen to your body and, and, and follow the experience and not always de decipher things as logic and um, with that left brain, it, it, it can get you far, but it's not always the right answer. So, oh yeah, that is such great wisdom. I really love that because that, you know, it's so much of what we push in nursing school, being a professor, it's like, in even being a preceptor, it's like critical thinking, critical thinking, logic, 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 you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's funny, you know, when a patient's in a lot of pain, like logically, yeah, let's give them morphine or whatever. Let's hit them hard with some drugs. But sometimes maybe if you just tapped in, I would bring so many patients warm blankets. And a lot of times they wouldn't even need pain meds, you know? So it's like, I would just, I would, they would be like, oh, I'm in a lot of pain. And before I even said pain med, I would just be like, okay, warm blanket. And I would go get a warm blanket. I'd come back and they're like, what the hell is this? And I'm just be like, let's try it. You know, like let's cocoon you. And, you know, and I would, and I would just have a conversation with them about how they're feeling yes. and like have a connection. Right. And, mm -hmm. and their pain would dissipate. And I think it was from a lack of connection. Yes. There's so many alarms going on, you know, there's so much extra sensory processing people have to do as patients, like in the hospital, mm -hmm. along with what they're going through, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, how did you notice, like maybe all of that, like the alarms and the bright lights, how did that affect you? Or, and did you notice that? Was that an, a, an effect it had on you, the environment, I guess, in the ICU? So, yeah, you know, the environment in Geisy is very fast paced and there is a lot of, a lot of alarms, a lot of alarms. Um, it's very easy to check out. Yeah. So with the bright lights and the noises and the, um, the high needs of everybody, both coworkers, doctors, patients, family members, it's really easy to check out and turn off. And I find, you know, I'm, just like everybody else, I found myself doing that very frequently as a, sorry, as a, gotta love them, as a, I found myself very frequently um, turning to that as the answer because I didn't have the tools that I needed to um, cope and stay checked in. Um, so, you know, it it is all about trying different things because everybody's different. You know, right. some people, um, essential oils or aromatherapy will help them recenter and connect and stay present. And some people that doesn't do anything for them or it, it's irritating, you know? Um, so it was a matter of trying, uh, different things, but I, I've recognized now that perhaps the pace of the ICU and the high demands, um, 
is not the place for me anymore. That's not where I'm serving. Uh, I'm be I'm able to be of service the most. And so it's not that I don't like the ICU um, anymore, or you know, it's out of reach, but it's just a, it's a, you know, I have to listen to the, to my body and say that right now that yes, the high stress, high demands, the lights, the buzzers, the, um, the tight, strict, um, just milieu of it is just not the place where I flourish anymore. Not right now at this phase, not to say it won't ever be again, but, um, yeah, right now. And I did find, you know, I was one of the last permanent jobs that I had, um, not traveling, but permanent jobs. We were able to bring essential oils in, in a policy, which was great. And, you know, that did help change the environment enough for at least the staff that, uh, it did help alleviate some of that high stress and it, you know, different sense were associated with different moods and different time of day. And it was, it was a, it was a good experiment. It was a successful one. They're not all successful, but that one was. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I love how you stated about, um, you know, just like our different kind of like routes of service, right? Like how you're transitioning into a different type of service, right? And it's still nursing. And I, and I want to make that so clear is that, you know, bringing in these different modalities as nurses, as educators, because all nurses really are educators, right? In a sense, like, even though some of us may not have like a master's in education, like we're still educators and we're like the person between the doctor and the patient, we're like the bridge holding that foundation up. So it's, um, it's so clear that you're so passionate about helping others. So I want the world to know more about what you do as a growth coach. And maybe some yes. nurses would totally want to come over to your <laughs> side and get some coaching. So tell us about your growth coaching and just the, the immense, um, the immersive meditation guide um, piece that you do as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a different philosophy. So mindfulness meditation is just really being present and the immersive meditation guide portion of what I do is really taking that one step further. So once we've um, gotten to a meditative state and really gained presence in our body in that moment, it's about um, using that connection with ourselves to then dive deeper and ask those questions and feeling the answers in our body. So like I was sharing um, those different times that I was in touch with my intuition over my past, you know, feeling that and listening to the answers. Um, both the immersive meditation guide and the growth coach piece is melting those two things together to really take um, meditation and presence one step further into asking the right questions in the right order. And um, it's not about giving people advice or answers. That's not, that's not what I do. It's about helping them uh, with asking the right questions so that they can get the answers that are in them and really uh, helping people strengthen that trust in their own intuition and their own body and their own guidance systems. It's really about reconnecting uh, each person to what's already inside of them, especially as nurses. This is like just waiting to burst out and um, just guiding them gently through that process and and helping. And I, uh, 
I had one client that I was working with in that capacity. And, you know, one of the things was she was having a hard time um, letting go of ICU as the place for her, even though everything in her mind and body was saying, I, this is too much for me right now. Um, it was, but I'm an ICU nurse, but I'm an ICU nurse. I'm a trained ICU nurse and this is what I do. And this is, you know, where I shine. And, but everything else was saying, it's time to step away for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so through the whole coaching process and through meditation, meditation experience and, and guided meditation, um, she really came to be okay with listening to her intuition and saying that maybe this isn't the place for me right now. I'm still a nurse. That's still something to be proud of. And she took her nursing degree to another area, which she's thriving in now. And she's getting to reach all of these, this different patient population and experiencing, um, you know, this different side of nursing, which is, you know, it's one of those things that they don't, they don't share with us when we're in nursing school. It's like, you can be a nurse in any capacity, except for they leave out the long list because it's endless. It really is endless. There's so many ways um, that that we can be of service and use our nursing degree to be of service in in just, I mean, it's just expansive, the list of things we can do. And so this was a really cool instance of helping someone step into that and see that. And, you know, these, these turns and twists in our journey, they don't, none of them have to be permanent. It's try it out, you know, try it out, see how it feels. Nothing's forever. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool that you do that. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool thing. And, you know, it's, um, when I train nurses as somatic nurses, it's interesting because a lot of the time they're like, but I'm not a therapist. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you a therapist. I'm not a therapist. Like this is, you know, it's asked, it's about asking the right questions. And I think that is, is so lovely because it's a part of therapeutic communication that we're not really taught. You know, it's like ask open-ended questions. Like, well, then what about like what, you know, it's like, am I asking about their meds? And it's very like meds, family history, past medical, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very Mm -hmm. standardized checklist. And Mm -hmm. as you know, and um, it's, it's interesting working with nursing students and being like, ask this patient, like, what are their dreams? Not like their sleep dreams, but like, what do they want to do? Like, right. Like let's tap into that empowerment. Right. So, um, I think that's lovely that you're guiding people in that sense, because there's, and especially for nurses, it's, um, we are very tunneled into thinking that there's just one job for us and there's Mm -hmm. one way. And, you know, and that just comes from the circle of, the business side of, you know, the, the, the icky sticky stuff I don't like to talk about, but it's like the truth. And that's, you know, it's a business and, um, we got to get more patients in the door and that forms so much stress on the nurses and it's not a nursing shortage. So it's, you know, it's like really tapping into, there's so many nurses that are burned out, you know, and it's like rethinking, like, how can maybe we make it not a 12 hour work day, make it an eight hour, you know, and have, three shifts instead of two. So it's, it's really cool how, um, you're helping nurses kind of tap into that intuitive sense and, and helping them see, because, you know, nurses egos are so loud sometimes, and that's like all we can hear. And, Mm -hmm. um, 
So it's, it's cool that you're, that you're helping people tap into that because it's something yeah. that's so needed. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So um, before we dive into your meditative practice for us today, I just wanted to touch base on um, roaming roots and how that name came to you. Cause a lot of things mm. come to me in meditation. So I'm wondering Tell me a little background on roaming roots and kind of how that came into fruition for you. Oh, I love that you asked me that and you don't even know the story yet. <laughs> I was like, that's great. Um, so, you know, I decided to try my hand at, at making this a business and uh, to be able to learn that side of things to reach more people because I realized quickly that my small, you know, my small world wasn't going to reach the amount of people that I really wanted to help. Um, but I, uh, I was having trouble coming up with a name, you know, a, a name for a business. And so I was on vacation with my mom and my sister in Florida. And, um, I, I was, uh, part of my practice was meditating twice a day to keep my center while I was with these very strong females that I'm very close to and have conflict with often. So I was, um, love him to death. Uh, I was sitting on the beach and, um, one, one afternoon and I was meditating, um, by myself, listening to the waves crash and just, um, just really allowing my mind to wander freely unattached and, and in the background, you know, I had been trying to come up with a business name and I just, I felt like, wow, it's so cool that I can really stay grounded and centered no matter where I travel. Cause I love to travel. And then I was like, oh yeah, no matter where I go, I can, I can stay rooted still. And then, and then it's just it like evolved from there. Oh, I can be roaming around anywhere I go. And I'm still rooted into center into myself, no matter where I travel. And it's like roaming roots. So uh, that's kind of how the business name transpired. And it was, and I'm a tree person. I'm a tree hugger. It's, you might find me out in the woods hugging trees. I'm, that's just how I am. I love being in nature. That's where I um, really quickly connect with myself and with, you know, a, a greater being in the world is in nature. And so it just really fit for me because I'm, I'm just very much in, in that world of trees and nature and forest and staying grounded, getting rooted, you know, in, in intuition and self and in a power greater than myself. So yeah, that's how it came about. That's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting what, um, you know, comes up for us in meditative state. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I get so many questions answered if we can just tap in, right? Like yes. you just ask, like you said, ask the right questions and just even sometimes just like wander with questions and see what comes up, right? Because sometimes we don't know the questions to ask, but maybe yes. a question evolves into an answer that you had no idea came up. So that's so lovely. Yeah. I love that. Like that little road that you took, you're like wander, <laughs> roaming roots, I'm grounded. And it's like, and then it like shows in front of you, right? It's such a cool, it shows. it's such a cool thing. So awesome. oh, yeah. well, thank you for sharing that. So, um, I did see you have, um, a YouTube link as well. So are people able to access some of your goodness on YouTube as well? They are. Um, I put that out there. I'm still adding to it every day or maybe not every day, but frequently. Um, I have a meditation there that's celebrate nurses. I put that out for nurses month this year in May. And so that's a just a good one, just a, you know, specifically for nurses and caregivers. And then there's also a 20 um, class series for beginning a meditation practice that starts with a five meditations that are five minutes. It goes into five 10 minute meditations, five 
uh, 15-minute meditations, and then last, there's five 20-minute meditations. So for anybody looking to um, start meditating, but they're like, I don't know how, or I can't sit still that long, or I don't know where to begin, this is a good 20-class series to just get that foundation. And, you know, some people have found their favorite ones, and they go back to them over and over, and there's, yeah, so... And there will be more added to that as well, but that's, that's the start. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. <laughs> so that's great. All right. Well, awesome. Well, I'll put that link in our podcast as well. Perfect. So people can check that out and get started because I know when I got started with meditation, I was like, what is this? Like, and coming from, it's funny, coming from a Catholicism background, we're told like that meditation, it's really interesting how, mm. and that can be a whole other podcast, right? But <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, um, yeah, it's just interesting that, you know, even talking with priests are like, but, you know, meditation is about stopping your thoughts. And I'm like, no, but it's not, you know, and it's, right. so it's interesting how that, that whole um, kind of spirituality mixes into meditation. But, you know, it's, you know, it's not about stopping your thoughts. It's about tapping in, like, it's so mm. cool. And I, and I don't know where I'd be without meditation. Um, I, yeah, it's amazing. It's changed my life. Right as it's changed yours, it's transitioned yes. you into being and doing what you believe. And um, so what would be just a little piece of wisdom for nurses or nursing students um, of how they could tap in more of their intuition? How would you suggest that they could tap more into their intuition? And then we'll go into our practice here. So start small. You know, just start small, start by just breathing. Every time you wash your hands, just take a couple of really deep breaths. And just, if you just start by noticing what's in your body and, and not doing anything with it, just noticing, just, you know, a lot of times you'll feel the pit in your stomach or, um, the feeling in your chest or whatever it is. Um, just, just noticing, and then, you know, looking at that information and what happens next, once you just start noticing the rest of it comes to light on its own, you know, you'll start piecing together things and, and, and you'll feel the connection, but just starting by breathing and noticing. Yeah. Slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely slow. Maybe just like stepping into the bathroom and just, like, oh yeah, just break oh, yeah. room, right. Wherever you're the, the sheets room, I like to call them like come into the sheets room with me. Like, let's chill out for a minute. Right. Like soundproof yes. and scream. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just starting, like you said, just yes. in it. And you know, it's, it's funny how society's made us believe like we're supposed to sit cross-legged and like, you know, like <laughs> states and it's like, no, we're, that's not what it is. It's, you know, taking just a minute and, being like, how do I feel right now? Yes. How does my body feel? And you know, and if that's a totally new thing to you, just maybe starting with the face, because that's easy to mm. see in a mirror. And if you're not quite connecting with the face yet, maybe be able to smile and be like, oh, I can feel my smile. Right. Or yeah. I can feel my eyes closed. So, you know, maybe, um, these small somatic symptomologies that we can kind of tap into, that you're saying like the pit in the stomach, right? That's mm. like, that's a good one. And we feel that sometimes often, but yet we become disassociated from it because yes. we're like, 
quiet down. I don't want to do that. <laughs> right, right. Or I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to, so that pit shouldn't be there, but yeah. it is, you know, just yeah. listening to our, our bodies. Yeah. And I am not beyond taking a towel and sitting on a bathroom floor at work. I have done that. I have done that. Two minutes. I asked someone, okay, uh, can you watch these monitors for two minutes? And I have, I have gone into the bathroom on a towel on the bathroom floor and, and just reconnected because uh sometimes I can't slow myself down unless I do that yeah so yeah yeah that's great yeah thank you for sharing that so yeah any nurses out there that need the two minute the two minute Betsy Thompson special like (laughs) now head to the bathroom and find your inner center so let's go ahead and take a moment and Betsy's going to guide us on finding our inner center and finding some goodness within. So I'll open up the floor back to you to guide us through a little meditative practice here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. So I just invite everyone listening to close your eyes, unless you're driving, Um, wherever you are though, close your eyes and settle into the position that feels the most comfortable to you. And as you do this, just breathing in and out through your nose. Allowing the breath to slow down to a comfortable pace as your body begins to melt into the supporting surface beneath you. Noticing the edges of your eyes and allow them to soften. Relax your jaw. And drop your shoulders. Allowing your thoughts to just freely flow. Remembering that you don't need to follow every thought. And drop your awareness down to your bottom ribs. Notice how they flare out to the sides as you inhale deeply. And contract in as you exhale fully. Holding your attention here at your bottom ribs as you take a few more deep breaths. And allowing whatever sounds are around you to just fade into the background as you center into your heart. From this place in your heart, just feeling the connection here with you. 
as your body slows down, you may feel that connection grow. Just enjoy it for a few breaths. And allowing your mind to come back to the present moment where your body is. Bringing more energy into your body in the here and now. When you're ready, gently open your eyes, feeling grateful for this time to slow down. So good. Oh my gosh. It's it's nice to be able to center even when there's chaos around you. Yeah, right. I know. I know. It is. And it's so amazing that we have that ability to do that with inside of us. It doesn't mm. cost any money. It's totally free and accessible. Mm. And yes. uh, so thank you. Yeah, I feel that one in my heart center. Mm. Feels so good. So thank you so much um for for guiding us back into our bodies and allowing our minds to wander i noticed i wasn't even noticing where my mind was going and i love that feeling it's 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 so there's no like medication that can bring that in <laughs> there's no medication that can do that for you it's all about kind of tapping inward so thank you for guiding us through that so I'll put a timestamp um, in the notes of where everybody can access that beautiful meditation, or they can check out your YouTube as well um, for some more experiences. And I'll add your three songs at the end. We'll let those be a surprise for anybody. That I love it. Check those out as well. So thank you so much, Betsy, for, for sharing your journey and your experience as a nurse and as the growth coach and meditation guru that you are. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing what you do with Roaming Roots and the lives that you touch. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Emily. 